I am very intentional with my friendships. And mm-hmm. so when I pour into somebody, like it's with intention, it's because I want to have you in my life. And so, like you said, when that's not being reciprocated, it's like I'm out, you know, and it's, yeah. and it is, it's energy and you can feel that. And I think a tip for building friendships in adulthood is being intuitive and listening to your intuition. Mm-hmm. And if somebody's not reciprocating energy or effort, then it's probably not worth your time or your energy yeah. either. And, and something that I've heard is usually, you know, when you meet somebody, if, and you start hanging out with them, if they're going to be a fountain or a drain. And you, you and I talked yes. about a little bit about this and it's so true. It's like that analogy with friendships. It's like, you do, you know, if somebody's draining your energy or if they genuinely fill you up and make you feel good. Welcome to the Joy of Being podcast, where we believe that true happiness is found in stripping down life's distractions and discovering how to live in the present. The journey to cultivating a present life is a constant pursuit influenced by how we choose to show up for ourselves in health, relationships, and careers. This space is dedicated to sharing our personal experiences and conversations with women whose stories inspire our journey. Welcome to another episode of the Joy of Being podcast. I am your host, Brittany Peralta, along with my co-host, Julia Shalon. Today, we are super excited about the conversation as it is just something that we feel super passionate about and a subject we get asked about often. Um, Today's conversation is going to be all about our experiences with friendship, um, specifically how we've cultivated friendships in adulthood that are meaningful, empowering, and supportive. And for me, I just feel like this podcast is super timely because I just came off of like an insane birthday month where my friendships were on full display and I just feel so grateful. So I'm really excited to be talking about it today. Um, Yeah. Welcome, Julia. Hi, everybody. Um, As Brittany said, I am also very excited to be talking about friendships, particularly with somebody who means so much to me and my friendship with Brittany means so much to me. And just talking about how both of us have evolved in terms of how we cultivate these friendships. It's changed a lot for me in my life um, from how I reacted to friendships at a young age to where I am today. So really excited to deep dive into all of it and happy to be back. (laughs) Yay. So I think one thing that I want to do just to get us started is talk a little bit about our cultural backgrounds, just because I feel like how we grew up and the friendships that we saw displayed, like from our parents or our siblings Mm -hmm. impact how we cultivate relationships and friendships in adulthood, I think. So I think we'll start by just giving a short little description of our cultural upbringings. Yeah. Do you want me to start? Yeah. Let's let, let's start with Julia. Okay. Let's hear about your cultural upbringing. Great. So I was born and raised in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Um, my family was middle class um, throughout my life. My mom is a born and raised native California girl. Um, my dad is from France. Uh, Both my parents throughout my upbringing were under the same roof, so I felt very fortunate to have that displayed um, at a young age. I have one older brother who's about three and a half years older than me. Um, His name is Ryan, 
and just really have great memories of a, a really beautiful childhood, to be completely honest. Um, there was a lot of love in my house. There was also a lot of intensity in my house um, and perfectionism. So that is something that I am working through right now is like the perfectionist side of me and the people pleasing side of me. Um, and I, that really translated a lot into how I chose my friends and how I acted in those friendships. Um, but I, I felt very supportive, supported, um, and loved from my mom. Um, always felt very connected and close to her. She displayed and had also really great, strong female friendships. So I was able to watch that growing up. Um, not that she had a lot of friends, but she had really good, close, like three or four friends. So, um, that was from my mom. My dad was a very strong, um, very disciplined person, um, highly perfectionist. Um, so I got a lot of that from my dad. Honestly, my dad didn't really have a ton of friends growing up um, that I remember. And I think that that was just due to his personality. He's really intense and can be sometimes challenging to, to get along with. So I didn't really necessarily get a lot of that from my dad in terms of developing friendships. Um, and, you know, Santa Fe, growing up in Santa Fe, it's a very religious community. I personally did not have that religious background in my life. Um, and for me, it developed like a really strong sense of like FOMO because everyone that I was around and everyone I grew up with was very religious. So I wanted to be a part of that and I wanted to participate in that part of my community. Um, and I think for me, I really just admired the structure and the sense of belonging that it um, that it presented because um, I'm somebody who really likes that. So I just really wanted to fit in. Um, that being said, I also knew that I was a really powerful manifester at a really young age. So for me, um, the energy and the um, ability to attract friendships and people in my life was something that I started doing really young. Um, friendships, relationships, jobs, and material things. So um, that's a little bit about me and my upbringing. Does that kind of cover what we want to talk about? Yeah, absolutely. And I think I can relate in like in hindsight, looking back, I think I too was a pretty powerful manifester in terms of friendships and relationships. And that's kind of played out in my life into adulthood. And it's, it's kind of cool to see how that starts at such a young age, you know, just mm -hmm. based off of how you grow up and I don't know how you choose to fit in. Yeah. So I grew up, I was born and raised in Las Cruces, New Mexico. So Julia literally was raised in the North. I was like <laughs> raised, in the South. raised in the South. Yeah. And I, um, yeah, I grew up in a basically a single parent household. It's just with my mom and two other siblings. My mom had long-term relationships, so I did have father figures-ish, um, but I never really thought of them in that role for whatever reason. Um, but I guess me being the youngest of the three siblings, like I kind of did have more of that father figure role and grew up in a home that was super loving. Also, we were middle class, middle to lower class maybe, but we always had what we needed. There was a lot of structure in the home. Um, my mom had rules and we had, you know, like chores and bedtimes and expectations of us and, you know, things we had to do in order to have fun on the weekends. And, you know, so very structured. 
we, I cooked with my mom. I was expected, you know, to learn how to cook and be a part of that. And so I have a lot of good memories of just really good structure and her just being really, really loving. Um, my dad, my parents divorced when I was really young and I've never had a relationship with my biological father. So, um, didn't really, you know, feel like I lacked in any way in terms of a father figure, I guess, because my mom was always in long-term relationships, but, um, I guess it just never affected me. My mom just always made it a point to make sure that we always had what we needed. Um, and then I have an, an older sister had an older brother who, um, unfortunately passed away, but they both also displayed, um, just good friendships in their lives too. So I had that example from like a closer perspective. My siblings always had really close friendships and maybe that's kind of like a small town thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom had a couple of, of good friends also that she, um, that I was able to watch and had around not a ton, like, like you said. And I think maybe that's just because as you get older, your circle kind of gets smaller, but, um, she, she was always a really good friend. And so I was able to watch that and kind of learn, mm-hmm. you know, how to be reliable and there for your friends. So that was really good. Um, and then, yeah, Las Cruces is also like a very small town and very Hispanic based and probably not as religious as Santa Fe, but because it is a Me- or not Mexican, but Hispanic culture, like there is like religion is very prevalent, I think, in mm-hmm. all, in New Mexico in general. But I did come from a religious upbringing, like Catholicism was was big in my household. And so um, I think that helps play a role in relationships also, just the values that you learn from religion. And my faith has always been really important to me. And um, it changed. I, I didn't live in like a strict religious household, but it was something that was valuable and was taught. And so... I grew up Catholic mostly. And then as I got older into my teenage years, we would go to Christian-based churches too. So always very um, religion was always very present in my life, but um, wasn't super strict like a lot of my friends' households were. And um, kind of the same thing, I guess, in that regard, I didn't feel like I totally belonged because, you know, like a lot of these Mexican families, they have, you do like your quinceanera and you have like these like stages that you go through. Yeah. And these traditions. And so there wasn't like a ton of tradition like that in my household. So in that regard, I kind of felt like a little bit of FOMO also, but I mean, it's not that we lacked tradition. It just was different, you know? So that was kind of interesting growing up, but yeah, I mean, overall, I think I had just a really good example of like relationships and friendships from my mom and my siblings too. And I think Mm -hmm. that my mom always provided space and allowed us to be with our friends and have like sleepovers and cultivate those relationships. I think she, she knew probably wanted a break from us, but I think she also knew how (laughs) important it was. So, so that was really, really good. Same. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, in terms of how, like in terms of how those experiences have shaped the way that we've sought friendships and like developed friendships in adulthood, what would you, how would you say that's affected you in adulthood? Well, I think for most of my life, again, the, the people pleasing and the perfectionism and the desire to be liked, particularly at home from my dad and 
to fit in and I wanted to be close to my brother and like do whatever I needed to do to be around him really played a huge part in my friendships at a young age. Like I, I give and give and give so much. And I did that at a really young age. Like I was always just wanting to help. Like I I always wanted to fix. I always wanted to be like the life coach for all my friends. And so as I've gotten older, and it really is in like the last probably like five years that I have really taken a step back from the mentality of giving because I was so burned out from just giving to not only my friendships, but to my relationships. And I realized the toll that it was taking on me. And what I've realized now in my friendships is everything is energy. And like if you're giving so much of your energy to somebody or to a friendship and it's not being reciprocated in a way that's meaningful, then it's time to kind of move on to friendships that can actually pour back into your cup. And for me, I think that was hard for me at a, at a young age. And that's why I never did it because I didn't like confrontation and I didn't want to end a friendship because it almost, to me, associated with failure. Like I can't lose this friend because then I'm giving up or then I am a failure. And I have realized too that friendships, if they are not meant to stay in your life long-term, will kind of just like organically and naturally dissolve. Um, and that's okay too. Like that was really hard for me to to get to a place where I was okay losing friends. Yeah, um, I think that's always hard. And it's hard for me too. And I think when you're younger, you know, like we mentioned earlier, like you just want to fit in and, you know, you- yes you cling on to that want or need to belong. Like that's innate in all of us. And I think at a young age, it's harder to make those smarter choices with friends, you know, and you kind of put up with more and you're learning, you know, I, I think that's totally natural. But for me also, like as I've gotten older, I am very intentional with my friendships. And Mm -hmm. so when I pour into somebody, like it's with intention, it's because I want to have you in my life. And so, like you said, when that's not being reciprocated, it's like I'm out, you know, and and it is, it's energy and you can feel that. And I think that's, I guess, like a tip for, for building a tip for building friendships in adulthood is being intuitive and listening to your intuition. Mm -hmm. And if somebody's not reciprocating energy or effort, um, then it's probably not worth your time or your energy either. And, and something that I've heard is usually, you know, when you meet somebody, if, and you start hanging out with them, if they're going to be a fountain or a drain, and you you and I talked a little bit about this and it's so true. It's like, that analogy with friendships, it's like you do, you know, if somebody's draining your energy or if they genuinely fill you up and mm-hmm. like make you feel good in their presence yeah. and like you are of the same like interest and mindset and like, I don't know, it just should be fulfilling. It shouldn't be draining. Well, and you can do that literally. Like what I've done is really pay attention to how you feel after you talk to this person or after you spend time with them. Like the friends and the people that I have in my life today that I consider very close friends of mine, when I leave spending time with them or when I get off the phone with them, I feel so good and just like super lit up and super just like 
grateful that I have these people in my life who really just make life so much better. And, you know, it's, it's something that I was not, I was not intentional. I was not aware of it after. Again, I just, I never wanted to say no. So if someone wanted to hang out, I would say yes for the sake of saying yes. And then I would leave hanging out with them and being like, oh my God, that was so draining. Or I don't even, we don't even have anything in common. So I think it's also really important in adult friendships is knowing what your values are and making sure that your values align with your, your friend circle. Like you can't, you really can't, I don't think you can be like genuine, authentic friends with people who you don't have the same values of. And, you know, being in a friendship to me also means like, can I be vulnerable with this person? Do I trust this person? Um, Are they dependable? Like, are they there when I need them to be there? Um, Do they know how I'm feeling, even if I don't say it? Like, Brittany has totally been able to call me out on things when I haven't wanted to admit that I'm feeling a certain way. Like, your friends innately know what you're going through and, like, knowing what's a priority to them and making it a priority for you. Like, I I know if something's important to Brittany – and if it's like a 10 for her, like it's a, of utmost importance, I'm there. Like there's no Absolutely. question. Not even, I wouldn't even think twice to get to Austin to be by Brittany's side if I knew she needed me there. Right. And I think that's something that, I don't know, It go, it's always just gone unsaid with us. But mm-hmm. I mean, every major life event in my life, like Julia has dropped and has been there. And her mom has been there, you know, and I've felt supported. And I think um, we'll probably talk more about like just how you, how to be a good friend. And I think that's one of them is, you know, knowing when, like, if something is of importance, like being there, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and just giving that support. And that has played out in so many of my friendships. And I, I have thankfully so many amazing women in my life who have shown that. And for me, I think the way that my life played out, I've really built friendships because I've needed support in my life. And I've needed that like female and now like, yeah, just female like empowerment and Mm -hmm. energy. And I've been able to, you know, cultivate some amazing friendships with women of all ages. You know, I used to coach the dance team at New Mexico state and have like made these relationships with these younger adults who I was basically mentoring, but some of those turned into like really great friendships. And I, you know, I value that so much because they do look up to me as like a bigger sister, but at the same time, like we can, you know, be friends also and support each other. And then I have friends who I've been friends with for, you know, 25 years and friends like Julia since college, 13 years. And then I have like women who I've created friendships with who are in their forties and fifties. And it's just really cool because I have all of these women who, you know, the perspective is just so vast. So Mm -hmm. I always can like turn to somebody and I love that. And it's like that support system that I've created for myself is something that I'm just so proud of. And I didn't even realize that I was doing it probably until like the last year when I kind of stopped my life a little bit to work on myself and I realized just, wow, like I have so many people who 
like are just so su- supportive of me. And I, I mean, obviously like, I reciprocate, I pour into those friendships as well, but seeing that play out in my life has just been something that I've been so proud of. And as I mentioned, like this conversation is so timely after my birthday month this last month, because I had all of, you know, my best girlfriends fly in for my birthday to celebrate me. And I just felt so much love. And those are all a lot of my girlfriends from back home and college. And then the following weekend, you know, I have another girlfriend who I got close with through doing reality TV together. And we've kind of gotten close again the last couple of years. And, you know, she's just shown me also that, you know, prioritizing friendships, good friendships in your life and celebrating that is so important. Every year she does like a yearly Galentine's and she has everybody fly in and she kind of just like creates this party to celebrate friendship. So it was really cool that mm-hmm. I got to be a, a part of that the last couple of years and like meet her girl group and like more amazing women. And it's just like, once you open yourself up to these relationships, it's like, they it, just, it just flood in. It just comes to you tenfold. Yeah. And it's, it's super powerful. And to that point, I think, and kind of to the point that you were saying, like, you have to align yourself with people who have the same values, but to go a little bit deeper than that, I think you have to know yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, and like be secure in yourself because so many times it's like, we're, you know, it's like females are innately jealous or, you know, it's insecure. And so you have to know yourself and know your insecurities and like align yourself with the right people who are going to bring out the best in you and not create, you know, those insecurities in you or play on your insecurities or be jealous. And I think you, you, you get those feelings from other females like pretty quickly, like early on in the friendship. Yeah, like trust your, trust your gut. Like, you know, when you meet totally like you need to be intuitive. And I think the more that you can like know yourself and be aligned with yourself, you will magnetize these people yeah. Uh, to your life. And it like yeah. your quality of life will just like be overflowing <laughs> with. I am so glad you said that about insecurity and jealousy because, and I think it's, we're at a point in maybe society. I think it's a, it's like a movement that's happening where like women supporting other women is really a positive thing that's happening. Like before it was, it was always a competition with other women. And when you realize that there is enough for everybody, regardless of what that is for you, but there's enough success, there's enough abundance for everybody to go around. Like I have, like all the female friendships that I have are so supportive and so beautiful. Like I love the quote that's fixing another woman's crown without telling the world it was crooked. Yes. And I think from afar, people who you know, I have so many acquaintances and I think it's also the industry that I work in that I, I just, I meet so many people and I, in my, in my role, I work with so many women and, and they look at my friendship with Brittany as an example. And the first thing that they say is like, oh my God, she's so pretty. Right. And it's, it's just so interesting for me because we're, we're, again, we're working our way out of this mindset of, how somebody looks and judging them based on that. But Brittany and I, I have never felt any level of competition with Brittany or insecurity around Brittany, regardless of how drop dead gorgeous she is. It's like, we're, 
in this together. And, you know, I'm supporting her to reach her goals and she's supporting me to reach mine. And it's, it's just such a lovely like sisterhood that the stigma of breaking this like jealousy and competition with other women, I have found to be so wonderful, especially in my, my, my female friendships. It's just, there's just so much love and so much support and everyone wants everyone to succeed. It's well, and great. yeah, and I think when you're secure in yourself and when you just have that appreciation for your friend, like I I think all of my friends are so beautiful. Like there's yeah. so many cool <laughs> things about my friends. Like I'm like, oh my God, Julia's a freaking badass. And like that's how I always explain explain you to people. I'm like, oh, <laughs> she's a badass. Like she's beautiful and she can do all of these things, but she's just a badass, you know? And it's like, you just have to find that appreciation for your friends and think of them as expanders, people who- Yes. Oh, can I like, love that word. Yes. Expanders. Expand you, like inspire yes. you to do more, be more, you know, like that's what we're here for, like support yeah. and to like help each other along the way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I, again, the manifester in me, I- magnetically like drew to Brittany. Again, like we talked about earlier, like everything is energy. Relationships are an exchange of energy. That's what they are. And so I was gravitated to Brittany before I even knew her personally. And it's just, it's so great to watch how, you know, like you said, you can see somebody from afar and be, you can admire them through social media or maybe because it's a mutual friend and they just expand you and they they can do that in so many different ways. But I love expanders. I love, love, love expanders. I think expanders can be people that you know. I think they can be peripheral, people that you don't know. They could be celebrities. They could be whoever, but I am super into expanders. Yes. And I love when my I can be expanded by my close friendships. Like yeah, we have a good friend. Her name is Lorena. And you know, like her energy probably makes so many people uncomfortable. But for me, because her and I have been friends over like 25 years and we're like complete opposites. Like she's yeah. on one end of the spectrum and I'm <laughs> on the other. And that's probably why we work because I'm very calm and she is just like full of energy and full of so much life and happiness. And I love that about her. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. make me feel any type of way. Like I call her every day because I'm like, I need your energy and like your good vibes. And like, I need you to expand me and inspire me and encourage me to be more like that too. Because it's just like, we all have these insecurities and want to hide ourselves in different ways. So when you can find those qualities in your friends and let them empower you, like that's what it's all about. Absolutely. And Lorena is going to be on this podcast because she is a whole vibe. I know. I'm so sad she's not on this friendship podcast because I think she could add so much value too, but in time we'll get her back. Yeah. And And I mean, there's so much to be said about friendship, so we might have to do a part two. Part two. (laughs) Part two where we bring on some of our closest friends and just have a full conversation. But even when I was in Austin last month for Brittany's birthday, there were, Lorena was there and I feel very fortunate that I also know Lorena and I've known her for quite some time now because it was in college when I met her. So I was so excited to know that she was coming for the exact reason that Brittany said is she is just such great energy and just literally is so happy for everyone and all their success. 
and wants everyone to just have a great time. But for me also meeting so many of Brittany's friends that I had never met before, again, just like peripheral expanders like Crystal and Terri Ann and Victoria and Erin. I'm like, it's just, it's, it's really great that we both have such great communities of friends that we can both kind of feed into, even if we don't know them very well. Like I follow all of those girls now on social media and I'm even finding myself like cheering them on, even if I don't say it to them in my, in my heart and in my head, I'm like, Oh my God, that's so cool. Or I'm so happy for her or yeah, what she's doing. And And when you're like genuinely happy for your friends and like invested, like I share so much of my friends, like with my other friends who haven't even met, like yeah. I shared about <laughs> you to Terry Ann and she's like, I cannot wait to meet Julia. And she's so invested in like, you know, like mm-hmm. what you have going right. on. And so it was really cool to see, you know, some of my oldest friendships and just like friendships that have come about in recent years, like my close, close people, people I consider like basically family, like come together and everybody just like Jealous. have a good time <laughs> and vibe. And then afterwards turn around and tell me like, wow, I really loved meeting all of your friends. They're all so genuine and amazing. Like, I just felt like that was like so rare, you know, Mm -hmm. that like somebody didn't have a problem with somebody or bad vibes, but it's like, I think that's what I've cultivated is, you know, these type of people in my life that align with who I am. I mean, they're Mm -hmm. who they are in their own right too, but we're just all kind of on this like same wavelength. And I love it because it's just been like the only word I can think of is just empowering. Yeah. Totally. So it's been fun. Um, I want to quickly talk about something that I heard on a podcast I was listening to yesterday. It was um, the world's first podcast. It's Aaron and Sarah Foster, who I'm quite obsessed with. And again, they're expanders for me from afar because I listen to their podcast and it's so raw and so authentic and they're sisters and they like fight on the podcast, but there's such love for each other. And so I'm listening to this podcast about friendships and I think it's called the Norman number or the Norman effect or something. And it basically is saying like, you have, you have the capacity to, um, have like 150 acquaintances or like peripheral relationships happening at a given time. But as your commitment to these people grow, like the list gets smaller and smaller. And it came down to five people that you like genuinely have space to pour into these relationships, given Mm -hmm. all of the different things that happen in life and it's work and it's a romantic partner and all of the other things. So you have five people and we've heard it before where it's like, you're like the five people you spend the most time with. Yes. Um, And when you think about that, five people really isn't a lot of people. I'm like, oh my God, I have so many more than five. Um, But when it comes down to it, like who are the five people that you really feel like are your your five people? And if you're in a relationship with somebody, a romantic relationship, that that takes up two people because of just the emotional investment that's required for a romantic partner. So you have like space for essentially like three other people, which is kind of crazy to think about. Totally. Because I know you and I both, we have more than three or four people that right. we Right. But I think like, like you have those to. friendships, like you and I and like my relationship with Lorena and a couple of other girls that are like intimate, you know, like I have yes. really good friends and like 
I pour into them, but like some of your friends, it's just more intimate. You know, they know all of the details about you. Yeah. Like Julia was saying, like I can read her energy and like, I know when something's up and like, we'll call her out (laughs) on it or like, you know, just investigate like, Hey, is everything okay? Like you can feel it, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I think, yeah, it's, it's interesting to just have those intimate friendships. Not to say that all the other ones aren't just as important as special, but there's just certain people that know a little too much. No. Yes. (laughs) That's. <laughs> I think what I love too about I think growing, just growing up and like being a, being a woman and an adult now, where like Brittany and I don't fight. Like the people that I'm intimately close with, we can call each other out in a way that's like so loving. Like Brittany, a few months ago, like she called me out, but in a way that was from such love and support. And it was like, look, like I know something's going on. I know that I can feel it. I just need you to know that I support you and I'm here for you no matter what. And for me, another really big component to true friendship is like the no judgment because life gets weird and life gets like messy and it's hard. And, you know, everyone is making decisions for their lives based on what they need. And so I think it's important for friendships to also understand that the no judgment thing is a huge piece because if I didn't trust Brittany or if I felt like she was going to judge me, I would just be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do what you recommended or what your advice is. And then I just go and do something completely different because Mm -hmm. I don't want her to judge me. Right. But there's no judgment with those people that I feel super close with. It's that part. And I feel that, yeah, with you, with Lorena, like I can go to you guys with anything and truly know that I will just be like seen and held and supported or whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be without judgment, because like, we're truly just here for each other. Like we all just want to see the other person, like do what's right for them and what feels good, you know, and we're all just doing the best we can with the knowledge we have. And Mm -hmm. Sometimes it, sometimes you just you need people to to be there without like an opinion. Like I just need you to listen. I don't need yeah. anything other than to, for you to just sit on the phone with me while I cry. Yeah, and we don't absolutely. even need to say anything. Like just just being very like non-judgmental. I think is a huge component to friendship. Yeah, um, I think too. Like I'm trying to think what you know, in, in building these relationships in adulthood, because I've expanded my circle so much in probably the last 10 years, just some of the qualities, you know, that I think are, that I have contributed to like longer lasting friendships. And mm-hmm. I don't know, a couple of words that just pop up in my head are like humility, yeah, loyalty, and like reciprocity. Like we said, like you have to reciprocate. Yeah. Yep. A few of my words that pop up when we talk about it, it's vulnerability. That's like a really empowering word for me. I love vulnerability in all the different aspects. So vulnerability, dependability kind of leans into the reciprocation. Humor. Yes. um, And like genuine care. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's all of those things, you know, and it's I don't know, let's go into that. Like let's talk about kind of the things that we think are imperative for long-lasting friendships. 
So what are some of the things you think contribute or like non-negotiables for long lasting quality friendships? Like the other podcast that we had um, discussed, they had like the sacred agreements, Mm -hmm. you know, of just things that you both know. I think we already mentioned one, like it's unsaid that like, if something is a 10 in your life or something is happening for you and I know I need to be there, like I drop everything and I'm there. Yep. You know, I think that's one of them. I you think prioritize that's, I think that's probably the first one for me. Like you just yeah. you prioritize this friendship with the also with the um with the understanding that like life is happening too. I think sometimes I have had friendships that almost feel like emotional relation, like a relationship, like an intimate relationship. Like they Mm want to check in with me and they need to hear from me every time. And I think it's really important to understand that life is happening for people. Like I don't necessarily talk to Brittany every single day. I probably do now because of the podcast, but just being, being okay with and being aware of, you know, life is happening and just giving that space to your friends because I think it becomes really stressful for friendships when you feel like you have to commit X amount of time every day. Like there should just be no, what am I trying to say? Like no, no rules for how it needs to go. Like expectations. Yeah. And I think like as time goes on, you kind of figure that out, your own flow with your friends. But Mm -hmm. I will say that a lot of my friendships I mean, you go through seasons, you know, but I attribute the success of my friendships a lot to that. Just, you know, I cannot talk to Julia for a month, but when I talk to her again, like it's, it's not fine. a problem, you know? No, and it's, so it's, yeah, it's, it's like it's, allowing people to live their lives and not taking it personal, you know, mm-hmm. obviously if something is going on, like we're going to be there for each other and vice versa. But I think it's just a give and take and understanding that like sometimes, one person is giving more than the other and you just hold space for those like different seasons of life. Yeah. It's not always going to be equal. It's not always going to be perfect, but as you grow in your friendship, I think these kind of boundaries or unsaid rules are defined as you go along. Boundaries. That's, that's another one for sure. Boundaries is one of my favorite words. (laughs) I know. Boundaries, intention, um, reciprocity, vulnerability. Yeah. Loyalty, humility. Loyalty. Those are all good words for like. I friendship. think that's it. That's, yeah. that's, that's how, I mean, we have cultivated, I think a lot of our friendships that we know we're going to have in our life forever. And I think the beautiful thing about life is for us and our age, like there are still so many people that we haven't even met yet that we're going to yes. love so much. And that's like really exciting to know that um, it it can, it can change and it can grow with you as you grow in life. Like I just moved to a whole new state and I got a new job. So I know that there are friendships that I haven't even met yet. I know. And it's just Which being open cool. to that too, you know, like yeah. you have your – intimate friendships and, you know, your childhood friendships or whatever it is. But 
I want to connect with as many people as possible all the time. Like I just feel like Mm. everybody has so much to give and it doesn't mean they're going to be, you know, a close friend or whatever, but who knows, maybe they will, but you got to open yourself up to that. And it's really exciting whenever you lead with that intention Mm -hmm. in any, in any given space. Just staying open. Yes. Not thinking like, oh, I've had these five friends that I've had for either my whole life or for the last 20 years and I don't need any more friends. It's Mm -hmm. being open to just knowing that people can also come in and out of your life for a given amount of time to teach you something. Like everyone comes into your life for a reason. I believe that. I, I feel that truly. And people that I worked with for the last nine years in Denver, I guarantee you there's a 90, 90 to 95% of those people I may never talk to again. Yeah. But at one point in my life, they were teaching me something or they were demonstrating something to me to, to show me something, to teach me something. And I, I learn, I learn from every relationship that I have And that's just, I think, me trying to do the work on myself and just be very aware of people in my life and of friendships. I'm very, I'm a very aware person. I'm a very observant person. Um, So, but there are people who also, who come into your life who you can say, like, I know this person will be in my life forever. Whether whatever capacity that is, it's small. It's we talk once a year, or we check in on birthdays. But you know, it's really just letting what flows flow, and letting yeah. what's supposed to go go. Yep, I love that. I totally agree. And I think whenever you find those people who you know stand out a little bit more, or you want to pour into a little bit more than others. Like that's when, you know, the work of friendship, I think, begins, you know, Mm -hmm. being that initiator. Do you want to go get coffee? Do you want to go to yoga? You know, having shared interests always helps. But like being the initiator, like creating space and time to build on that connection, I think is really important. And and obviously it's not going to, you would hope it's not going to be one-sided, but I think when you find people who show like promise in your life. Those are the people you Mm -hmm. want to pour into and like create the effort. And as adults, it's so hard because like I mentioned in our last podcast, we're so caught up in our own schedules and our own lives that it can be really hard to make the effort after a long day or a weekend when you just want to hang out and take time to yourself, you know, but I think the effort that it takes and the time that it takes in building strong female connections in adulthood is just so massively important. Like, I just don't know what I would do without the women in my life and like just all the seasons and things that I've been through, you know, even from 16 years old up until now 34, like my life, like so many life changes, but like without that support system, I, I just don't even know how I would have survived it. So I think it's just knowing when you found your people and then you know, like I said, making the effort to, to keep them. Mm -hmm. Cause that's such a huge piece of it too. You know, when I was getting ready to leave Denver and I was trying to make plans with all of my Denver friends that I wanted to say bye to, like, again, it goes back into 
making time for people who mean a lot to you and saying no when you want to say no. Like for a long time, I said yes when it was really no. Mm-hmm. But for when I was leaving Denver, like I drove to Vail to spend time with Zach because that was important to me that I right. spent time with him before I left. And um, it was really, that was a really empowering month for me to only allow space and time for people that I genuinely wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Because I think the 10 years ago, Julia, the younger Julia, would have said yes to every invitation and said, like, overworked myself and dug myself into um, a hole trying to please everybody and make everybody happy. But this time I was like, no, I'm going to spend time with the people that fill me up, who I care about, who care about me. And there's this like genuine love. So yeah. I think this is just a good time to transition into how to make good friendships like as an adult. Mm -hmm. And I think the first thing is getting clear on your motivation in friendship. You know, what kind of friend are you and how do you want that to be reciprocated back to you? Mm -hmm. I think that's so important. And so like, and that's in all relationships, but I think it's super, super important in friendships. Like, first of all, what kind of friend are you? And like, what's your motivation for that specific friendship with that specific person? Because it can be different with all, with plenty of different people. So, um, and I think that all just goes back to you and your alignment you know, with who you are so that you're not projecting judgments or any motives or, you know, insecurities or anything like that. So it's hard, but doing the work on yourself first, you know, or like at least being open to realizing your shortcomings or willing to work on like just areas that you can be better at. Yeah. And then the last piece, like we've just been saying, is listening to like your intuition Whenever you meet people, you know, like, are they going to be a fountain or a drain? Fountain or a drain. The best. Yeah. The the best analogy. Yep. Are they a giver? Are they a taker? Right. And then knowing and being confident enough to say no. Mm -hmm. Because I think it's hard for people to say no to. We just want to, again, the innate as a human being, our innate desire to be a part of a community can sometimes keep us in friendships or in circles that are really not meant for us because we're just too scared to say no. But the right people always, always find you. And something that I think I wanted to mention is like when people show you who they are, believe them. Believe them. Yes. Like always. And again, we – you, I've had gut instincts about somebody right when I met them and been like, no, that's not who they are. or No, that's not what they meant. Or, And I try to like justify and like come up with these excuses for them and then find myself, you know, years later being right in that same spot to be like, I should have listened the first time. Yeah, absolutely. I knew it. I knew yeah. it. I knew you, it. And I didn't your trust Your body myself. knows. Like, trust the energy. Like, listen to your body. Like, I don't know. It's just being aware. And like, I always say intuitive, but it truly is. And maybe that's a learned behavior that comes with age. But like, your body feels it around yes. certain people. Like, I always leave, you know, whatever, uh, like, social event. And I'm like, God, so-and-so really 
made me feel this way, you know, or his vibe mm-hmm. was this or her vibe was that. Like you could feel it, you know? So it's just like being aware of people and then proceeding with caution. Yes. Always. And there are what, like 8 billion people in the world. So yeah, don't exactly. Get stuck. Don't get stuck with the wrong group of people because believe me, your, your group or your <laughs> tribe is out there. If you feel like lonely or you're like, I have no friends or how do you, how do I build friends? You don't know. Just like, just like Brittany said, you have to know what your intentions are. What are you looking for? And just know that those people are out there and they're searching for you too. Yeah. And like make, I think another piece is like, where can I make friends? You know, I think work is an obvious one for most of mm-hmm. us because it's where we spend most of our time. Yeah. Um, your extracurriculars, do you work out? Do you have hobbies? You know, like joining a community group of some sort, like a reading club or a running club, or there's so much. Yeah. It sounds crazy as an adult, but there's so many resources and things that you can be a part of. It's just literally making the effort. I've made friends like on a night out and I'm like, give me your Instagram. And then we start following each other. And that's kind of how it initially starts or, you know, friends of friends. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you met a bunch of my friends you hadn't met when I was, when you were here for my birthday. So it's kind of just making the effort. Being open. Yes. Make the effort and and be open. Yes. And what's interesting, and I think maybe when we have a part two of the friendship episode, I can kind of give a give a little synopsis of how I'm doing in California making new friends because I'm in this new community where I don't know anybody. Yeah, Julia like, just I, moved to California a week ago. <laughs> one week ago today. Happy one after, week to me. After like 10 years in Denver. Yeah. So yeah, I was so great- comfortable. So you're going to be a great example. And I think a lot of your friendships will come from work, obviously, but. Yeah. But what was interesting was when I was in Austin for Brittany's birthday, I met one of her friends that she met through an extracurricular through Legree and Crystal, I was talking to Crystal and Crystal goes, oh my God, I'm from Monterey. So like oh my gosh. she is from where I'm currently living. So it's those like peripheral, that. yeah, those peripheral um, people that like who knows? She could be like, oh my God, go meet this friend for coffee. And it, yes. can, just, it can grow like that too. And you know, and it's just proof that like God or the universe, whatever you believe in is like always work, like always working, you always know? Working. And like, you're always, what do they say? Like eight degrees away from somebody or how many degrees? That's like, yeah, eight degrees or yeah, eight degrees, six degrees of separation. Yeah. From any given person. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's like just having that mindset and that mindset of abundance again, like in all areas of your life. Like you're going to have an abundance of friends if you believe that you will. Yes. And like Brittany said, whatever you you choose to believe in, whether it's God or the universe, like just also know that what you're telling yourself in your head, even if you're not speaking it out loud, is what you are going to manifest. Like it's what's going to happen. So just always remember yeah. like positivity, expansion, be open, start to think about the friend that you want? Like what are the qualities in that person that you're trying to attract? Literally think about it, like build, like envision this person in your head. What are they, what are the qualities that they have? How often do you hang out and start to just see it into existence? I am such a proponent of that. It's, it's, it's been something I've done my whole life and it's gotten me some really beautiful friendships and really beautiful um, places. So yeah, it takes be practice, nice to yourself but... in your head. It takes practice. Yeah, it takes practice, but I mean, I 
<laughs> I just hope that like all of this information, it was expansive for anybody out there listening because Julie and I have definitely been through a lot in terms of friendships and in our friendships. And I think we've prioritized growing within ourselves and have mm-hmm. watched our friendship have been witnesses to our own friendship growing, you know, from nothing yep. starting in college. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just hope that this can be helpful and inspiring and expansive for people who are struggling in this area, or just, you know, people who are looking to deepen current friendships. And, you know, I think we can talk about this literally for hours. And so yeah. my hope is that we'll have another episode regarding friendship and maybe have some other perspectives on to help us along the way. But I feel like this was so good. And I just, I love talking about connections and friendships. It's just like mm-hmm. such a joy in my life. So good. Absolutely. I feel better already. I do too. I'm ready <laughs> to go make more friends. <laughs> Just kidding. Like, go out and manifest. Mm, no, friendship state, but work, it, it's so. true. Yeah. But I also feel like I'm just going to say this quickly as as just a um, a post claimer. Like I woke up this morning and I was feeling super anxious and like was really emotional about just this move and all of this transition that's happening in my life. And being able to like see Brittany on camera and like hear her voice and just talk for however long we've been talking. I literally feel better. Yes. And, and like sometimes it's not I, perfect, but I do feel like, okay, like I am not alone and like I'm going to be okay because I have people in my life that I know are here for me. I just felt so alone this morning and now I just feel better. Yeah. And that's the hard part too is like oftentimes we want to sit in our aloneness or, you know, our anxiety or, or our, yeah whatever it is, because it's safe. It's easy to fall into and it's hard to get out of. Right. And so we don't reach out, you know, and, and sometimes we don't have the capacity to, and that's hard. And that's why it's important to have friendships who can energetically know when they need to, you know, check in on you. And I tried to like, even with Julia and her move this past week, I'm like, how are you doing? How are you feeling? You know, it's a big life change. And it's just like those little moments of knowing that people care about you and that you're supported. It's just like so important. So, you know, if you have those people in your life, lean on them and like pour into each other because that's what we're here for. It's what we do this for. It's what we need. We all crave connection. Yeah. And if you're like, if you are thinking about somebody, text them. Like I have, I've tried to make that a practice. Like if somebody's on my mind, even if it's not somebody that I talk to every day, I'll just send them a text and just say, hey, I'm thinking about you. I hope you're doing mm-hmm. great. Whatever. So I think it's important too that when you ha- when you're when someone comes up in your mind and you're thinking about them, it's not for no reason. Like right. just reach out. And it doesn't need to be, if you don't have the capacity, it doesn't need to be a phone call. It doesn't need to be this in-depth conversation. It could just be a, hey, I'm thinking about you. And mm-hmm. you sometimes don't realize the impact that that can have on that totally. person who probably needs to hear it. Totally. Like they're they're coming into your head because because it's meant to be. <laughs> it's meant to Yes. Happen. Yeah, and it takes okay. 2 seconds to type out a text two message seconds. and respond and you know, hit it takes send. 2 so. seconds. <laughs> this oh, was this great. Was so good. I love talking about friends. <laughs> Yay. Yay for friends. 
All right. Well, should we finish it up with our question? Yes. Okay. Where do you, where did you find your joy this week? This week, I found joy in this podcast. Let me tell you, yes. I felt so overwhelmed by just the amount of love and support and response that we've had from, you know, so many people. And it's brought so much joy to my life. And it's been a little, this podcast has been a work in progress and a little labor of love. And to get it out in the world and to allow ourselves to be heard and seen is a big deal. And I think yeah. Julia and I, you know, have... <laughs> been processing, just accepting yeah. that for ourselves, but we know that this is going to be so good. And and just judging by the, res- the response of everybody who's listened, like it's proof that, you know, it's, it's a good thing. So I'm just really excited. And my joy is just being found in the support for this project that we're just like so excited about. So Julia. Amen. Yes. yes. All right, girl, where are you finding your joy? I just have to kind of piggyback on that because I would say that, you know, Friday was kind of the end of my work week, my first week in a new job. And to have, as Brittany said, the overwhelming support was huge. So thank you so much, truly. Like I can't even really kind of comprehend and put into words what it means to us, like people that I wasn't even expecting to listen or comment or like or share. Um, It was just so, so magnetic and so wonderful. And it really just made me so happy. So thank you for that. Um, But I would say as another area I'm finding joy is in the newness of my life right now Mm -hmm. and being gentle with myself through this process. You know, I, I took a big leap And I know that it's sometimes the scariest moments in our life that have the greatest reward. And I just, I feel already that this job and living in this part of the country is just going to be so, so wonderful for me. So I am finding joy in all my new connections, my new coworkers, you know, kind of driving around a new place. It's just, I'm trying to be where my feet are every day and know that the net always appears when you leap. Yes. I love that. And I'm so proud of you and happy for you and just excited to watch your new little journey unfold. Yay. Yay. <laughs> all right. All right so yeah. On that note, again, thank you so much for all of the support and the launch of this podcast. We are so excited to continue this journey. Uh, please continue to share our little corner of the internet with your friends and followers and anybody who you feel like could benefit. Um, We would just really appreciate it. And until next time, we hope that you find the joy in your own lives and we'll talk to you soon. Bye guys. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.